afternoon, good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. This is Molecules and Shit, and this is a science podcast. I'm your co-host, P-Funk, at P-Funk and Around on Twitter. And I am joined by your host, Cookie Negra. Doctor? Sir? What is this, day 3072? I, I, I lost track. Now that would be 10 years. It, can't be <laughs> it, it, it feels like that. It damn sure feels like five or six, that's for sure. It feels like the election's another 3,000 days away, but <laughs> I just want I just want the nightmare to end, but I'm, I'm, I'm scared it's going to continue. Yeah. Literally everything's in the shitter. Everything. Feels like, yep. The weather's in the shitter. The, the hurricanes are coming, I heard. We can't go outside. Can't buy shit. No one has a job. How, how is this better? Um, it's not 110 degrees. I'm following a colleague on uh, on Twitter who lives in Tucson, and there's a fire up the street from him. He can see it coming up the ridge, oh. and it's 110 degrees there, and humidity is like five percent. So don't mm. ask if it can get worse, because it can always get worse. You tired of winning yet, Koki? Yeah, we're so tired of winning. Yeah, all this winning. Oof, please Yay. stop stop the winning, <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue doing the show after November when I leave the country. <laughs> well, well, depending I mean, on the outcome. I- I'm still got my fingers crossed. I- I'm, I'm just, I'm just hoping. So you should be able to Skype all over the world, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I might be on like some some island with with no broadband. It'll, it'll just be satellite. Who knows? I'm keeping my options open. Okay. Yeah. How about you? How are things going over there? They're going. <laughs> um, I should probably disclose that. Uh, my family name is Floyd, mm-hmm. and uh, George Floyd was a member of my family. Mm. So I'm in great shape. Yeah, I mean, I haven't put it on the docket just because. First of all, it's everywhere, and it it's hard to. It's kinda, not scientific. So. Yeah, it's hard to tie it to even STEM or. Or anything it is out there in the ether but uh yeah it's it's been ravaging the country for the last three weeks I, I suppose we should like say something about it well i don't know that there's much more to say i just want to explain my bad attitude in case it rears its ugly head we all i started the show with bad attitude. <laughs> we are all in in the midst of our worst attitudes that we've probably ever had I mean, I didn't even mention in my list of things about the earth shuddering to get us off. Among them is us, you know, riding, you know, and just in the streets. Just I think everyone's just sick of it. Even the white people are just they're just sick of it. <laughs> they're, they're so sick of us riding. They're in the streets with us. <laughs> like, it's like, what y'all need? Let's get this done so we can get I you back home. I saw a picture of a 100-year-old woman with a sign, oh. Black Lives Matter. I it think- was... Sanitarians for Black Lives Matter or something? She was like a hundred-year-old white lady. Septuagenarians? 
Yeah, that. Oh, my God. Okay. She was 100 years old with her walker holding up her sign. I'm just like, I, I, I'm really hoping that it is that white people have just become aware of what we've been telling them and they're finally on the same page. But deep down, my cynicism is just like, they just want this to be done. <laughs> they're like, how can we accelerate this? Do you need us to march? Is that it? Can we, can we just, if we just march with you, will it stop? We just want it quiet. <laughs> what can we do? We want the basketball back. What do we have to do? <laughs> Who do we have to get rid of? And I'm like, you know what? I'm all for it. Take it. I'll take what I can get. Right. But I, I do have However a. Whatever you got here, welcome. I do have a feeling. I feel like this is going to be kind of like the Me Too movement, where you have to push whatever reform you can get through right now, because mm-hmm. in two more years, no one's going to have the bandwidth for it. It's going to be on to the next thing, or didn't we already do that? What's that? It's not even going to be two years. I'm. I'm. I think it's going to be about two years. I, th- I really do think it's going to follow the same path as the Me Too movement. It's going to slowly rise. Well, it sh- it shot up. But I think it is going to be among the discussions. And I think there's going to be a certain way of talking in public, a way of addressing it, you know, by corporations and leadership. And I think people really are going to try to fly right for about two years. And then they're going to just lose patience. And lose interest. But that's just my expectation. What are you thinking? Well, I don't think it'll last two years. So, I mean. <laughs> how, well, how long do you think it's going to last? Like some days I'm the, I'm the hopeful one and some days I totally am not. So. I, I mean, I think we just vacillate. One, we can't both just be hopeless because then we, we, would, we would just call the show at minute 10. It's like, well, in summation, the, everything is trash. Agreed? Bye. Agreed. And see you next week. <laughs> so at least one of us has to be like, oh, no, wait, it could be better. It's possible. It could happen. I, 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 it's gotten so bad that even if we do elect Joe Biden, and whoever his running mate is, they're going to spend so much time just trying to fix shit. It's going to feel like nothing's happening. And then people are going to be like, well, it don't even matter. I already hear feel the Mark Lamont Hills coming. Don't even get me started. I are, don't, just can't, don't, you just, don't. Can't, can't you just feel that? Like It's going to take them so long and everything is so broken. Even things that we don't see. They're going to be trying to fix the intelligence apparatus. They're going to be trying to fix the relationship with the military. They're going to be trying to fix the budget. They're going to be trying to fix immigration. They're going to be trying to fix jobs and the economy. And it's going to look like nothing's happening. Because by the time they're done, maybe it'll feel like 2009. <laughs> if we're lucky. Uh, yeah. And I think that's part of the reason I think a lot of young people are raging out in the street. Because it, it just feels like, well... And, there's no forward progress. Like, I'm not going to be any better off than my parents. In fact, I may be worse. Like, even our generation kind of discovered that or felt that, but I feel like the, the young people have... No, I'm way better off than my parents. I'm not even going to lie. I grew mm. up in the projects. I'm better off than my parents. Oh, okay. I'm about exactly where my parents were, except I don't have kids. So, like, financially and career-wise, I'm probably about where they were. I definitely have not exceeded them. You started off middle class, though, so. Exactly. But that's the thing, you know. 
I don't know. But, uh, you know, hopefully everyone in the street, you know, is taking precautions and being careful. But I can't say that they should just go home, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what to tell them. Keep your mask on. Um, carry some hand sanitizer, but do what you got to do. Yeah, I just think they need to be more organized. I don't know. I, I'm too old to march, so I can't tell anybody else what to do. But the pandemic is still out there. And when you get a list of demands, maybe go back. But just being out there, I don't know that it's doing what you need. I think the the strategy this time, if you can even call it a strategy, I think they're just trying to keep momentum. I don't think there is a list of uh, actual demands per se. I'm sure there are people out there you know, trying to do that work using the attention that the march is getting. But I don't think there's like um, anyone really organizing this other than over like Twitter or Instagram just being like, hey, we're going to be out here just to kind of keep the momentum and keep the attention. Yeah, but unfortunately, keeping the attention sometimes gets the military called on you. Like if you don't have a specific ask, it kind of becomes an issue. And, you know, I say that as somebody who does policy, uh, when you get called to the table, you better have something to say. I mean, the last time around, Hillary Clinton wanted to see Black Lives Matter and they had nothing to say. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is, I think there there aren't specific asks. There aren't because I don't think I think it's more um, nationalized now. I feel like the movement is a little bit more nationalized. There are pockets that like in Minneapolis where there are specific things they wanted them to do and they actually got them done. But I think people are just like, this can't go on. That's kind of the, the ask, which as you said, is not really pointed. It's not specific. It's not targeted, but they're just like, we're not going to stop being in the streets until this is no more. But they're like, whoa, what does that look like? No one really has an answer. I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just all for people not shoveling shoving it under the rug for another election cycle. So, well, I think there are a number of proposals out there. There's a couple of pieces of legislation, so mm-hmm. it's not I don't think things are getting shoved under the rug. I mean, I think you have to you have to continue to push like, okay, so now there's a piece of legislation. Do you like it? All right, what do you want to do about it? Yeah. I think just standing out with a sign that works the first 10 days then after that you you got to get strategic yeah but i i don't even i don't know i i just feel like with the senate the way it is everything seems to just be waiting for the election because it's like the senate's not going to do anything and the white house isn't going to do anything so we can keep pushing the house and keep pushing the dems and do this and do that and they can do all of it and then so what i don't know that's just that's kind of the way it feels and that's why I get annoyed whenever anyone says, oh, you know, voting's not the answer. I'm like, anything else is not the answer right now. <laughs> that's a, that's about it. So we'll see. We'll come around in November, maybe. But uh, let's see. So we did have some science stuff. And there is a little bit of um, overlap between the two between what's going on with the Black Lives Matter marches and and STEM. Uh, I saw this article, and I think you had you wanted to talk about it a little bit, thousands of scientists worldwide to go on strike for black lives. 
So let's see, thousands of academics and some major scientific organizations worldwide will stop work on June 10th. So that was this past Wednesday, I believe, as part of a global stand against anti-black racism in science. More than 5,000 scientists, as well as societies, universities, and publishers will join a call to strike for black lives, halting their usual work activities to learn about systemic racism in the research community and to craft ways to address inequalities. The event is being planned by two ad hoc groups of scientists using the hashtags uh, strike for black lives, hashtag shut down STEM, and hashtag shut down academia. Nature has played as the, the science journal has pledged to join the strike. So when I first heard about this, I, I didn't quite understand what the concept was. And I was thinking that any type of activity would want to raise the voices of, you know, black academics in STEM. So black science, we should be listening to them, hearing from them. And just the idea of shutting down or striking kind of seemed upside down to me. What, what, what do you think? Well, certainly it wasn't my idea. Uh, <laughs> I also think that here's what I'm feeling. I don't need to explain to another damn person that racism is a bad thing and you should stop killing us in the street. Yes. So my voice is not changing at all and it's not changing from anything I've said for the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what happened to people in other fields, but many of my colleagues started sending me emails and DMs and, you know, I, is there anything I can do? Uh, do you want to talk about that? No. Mm. No, I do not. Mm. Um, I need to have my own time and no, we weren't talking about this before and it's certainly been going on before. Mm. Now that it's sort of personal, I really don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But so what happened, as, as people who listen, all of our listeners know that I work for Scientific Society, we were expected to um, shut down STEM except for a meeting that we were all going to have together to discuss uh, what's going on. Mm. So instead of actually having the day in peace and quiet and you know, to sit in reflection and whatever. Those of us who are black scientists within the organization were expected to teach some other people how to treat us like human beings. I'm scared to ask, how, how did it go overall? Um, I guess I'm... <laughs> that long pause speaks volumes. <laughs> yeah, I... I get what the point was, mm -hmm. but I very much resented the fact that I have to teach you how to act like a human being towards somebody. Mm. And so the conversation started off with like inane kinds of things like I'm much lighter than my children and people don't think I'm their mother. Okay, as microaggressions mm -hmm. go, that is really kind of minor. Mm -hmm. Um. And then we had people who talked about how our colleagues undercut us when we are black because somebody else is racist. And, you know, we tell them the correct answer to whatever their question is and they go over our head. And our supervisor, which is always somebody who's white, will, you know, tell them what 
tell them the same thing we do, but then they're happy about it. Mm -hmm. I said that undercuts all of us and there's no reason for us to be here if you're just going to do our jobs for us. Mm -hmm. Stop giving in to racism. I I had a lot to say Mm -hmm. and I don't think it was very much uh, appreciated. And, you know, and then the very next question was, well, can we come to you and ask you these questions? I'm like, how is it that it now becomes our job to educate you on how not to be racist? You've just now given me another job. I what this sounds like to me, and I've been kind of sensing it in other places when when I hear about these other meetings and discussions and quote unquote town halls, it sounds like white people have not been reading or listening this whole time at all uh yeah i think that's right yeah i thought like they were reading it but maybe not internalizing it or seeing it but not really getting it i don't think they've been paying any attention at all because i've seen so many videos and articles talking about systemic racism and what it looks like and how to uh, you know spot it and what you can do about it it if there's any question left about what it is, you're intentionally not listening. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what another town hall is going to do, honestly. Um, I think the only thing, well, I have to tell you, so it was a Zoom meeting. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's true. Because so yeah. you can see everybody. Mm-hmm. And I just played a game. I, I just kept looking at all the black women. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us had the same face. Mm. Every single one. How is it I know the face and I wasn't at the meeting? Because you know. <laughs> you got sisters. You got a mother. You know. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, that face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that every single one of them. And uh, one of my colleagues who, who is not a black woman, uh, woman, I just said to her, look at all the black women. Just look. Just look. She's like, I've never seen so many. I am sick of this shit faces in my life. I. So did the leadership speak at all about what they hope to get out of the meeting? Or did they just say, you're black, do it? Uh, no, what they said was, we're here to learn. We're here to see what we can do because we really care. There there was nothing. So, it was a come to Jesus moment. And I, I think a lot of them were like that. I'm not pointing out my employer as worse than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've been talking about this for I don't know how long. And they never listened before. So now everybody's listening and they want something to make them feel better right now. And I'm not inclined to try to make you feel better right now. I've been talking about this my whole adult life and I want you to sit with that discomfort for a while. I'm curious how, I don't know if you care to talk about it. Like how did you kind of structure it? Like what did, how did, what was your approach? Or were you actually leading it or were you just speaking about it? I was not it? leading it. I just was on the call like everybody else. It wasn't oh. my job. Oh, okay. So it, so someone else was actually running the meeting and they just had you listed as someone to speak about, speak up. No, everybody was there. It was a meeting of the entire staff and then they started talking and if you felt like saying something, you did. Mm. I'm not in charge of nothing. Oh, so they didn't have, okay. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. If if you if we're not here to accomplish something or do something, this is that's dumb. the point. This is dumb. <laughs> that's the point. I that's thought there was an agenda. I thought there was an agenda, and no. we're going to try to do this during this meeting. 
they didn't even have that. They're just like, hey, guys, feeling circle. Who has the yes, talking stick? <laughs> now you know why we all had that face. Oh, this is stupid. Oh, okay. I had a completely different image in my head. I, I thought that they had, like, the black staff, like, this put together some sort of quick agenda like okay so we want to discuss these things and how that affects us in the workplace or no oh i told you it was a come to jesus moment no a come to jesus moment is a positive thing that's where someone actually goes light bulb off oh yeah i should that kind of thing that's a come to jesus moment they they heard us but that's the whole point is why did it take this long for somebody to hear it like it's very nice to talk about oh we're an inclusive spot and then you know for a fact that you aren't yeah i mean i heard my boss standing outside my office talking about the good old days when you could have somebody black take care of your kids you know and nobody would hire them so we were doing them a favor what Mm -hmm. he how old is he younger than me the good old days when you could just pluck a black person off the street and call him Mammy. Now he didn't say pluck a black person off the street, but mm, yes, that's, that's what I. I'm sorry, that's that was the translation that came through. Yeah. Now imagine that you are the black female PhD whose office is right next to his. I. When I tell you I'm unhappy, there's reasons for it. I have. Is there no HR? You know HR works for the company and not for you, right? Is there an attorney you can speak to? Because I feel like they need to come off some dollars. That that sounds almost that sounds pretty close to a hostile work environment. Uh, I've been in a hostile work environment since 2017. Yeah, I think I, mm, I'm not a, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a labor attorney. I don't know. I don't know a lot about these things. I I would, if I were in your place, I would definitely try to consult one. I, I, I that sounds that sounds horrible, <laughs> and it sounds like they should uh, pay for that. That's their leader. They selected him. Yeah. Uh huh. So we all had this face. And he was at the meeting. Did he have anything to say? As the person in charge? Has no idea. I heard it, apparently. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I believe that. That's true. Frequently he says ignorant shit and mm. you just cannot fight every minute of every day. <laughs> I I saw um there I think there's a book out about white fragility that's kind of making the rounds. And there's like a, the author has like this quick video, you know, on YouTube because no one has an attention span longer than three minutes. So she has a quick video just kind of breaking down. She's like, why are white people so defensive? Like, what is white fragility in a nutshell? And she said, we've been saying for quite some time. We hear it on like this is way back in the Twib days. You hear it like on the Black Eye Tips and other podcasts and people talk about like white people still have it ingrained in their head that racism is a man with a white sheet standing in front of the school screaming nigger at the top of his lungs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that that's a racist. Yeah, and nothing and that's else racism. besides that reaches the level. No right. matter what you have to deal with. That's exa- Oh, and I mentioned microaggressions mm. while I was talking and somebody had to define it. 
Yeah, because they're, they're, I know someone was like, is that a bacteria? <laughs> yeah, seriously. They had to define it. And I saw it being defined as I was speaking, and I just burst out laughing. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we don't even have the language for it. How are you going to make it better? We do have the language for it. They have so ignored they it. don't have the language for it. Because the... What, what I forget where I even hear these things because I heard them so long ago and from so many different sources, but we're steeped in it, like tea. We're we're steeped in it, and so we can't help but we are aware of it. Being aware of it is a survival requirement. In order yeah. to survive, you have to be aware of it. They do not, and so they choose not to. And I was having I, just, I was I having this debate. It. Yeah, I was having this debate with someone. I'm like, it, it, is the reason that pe- the white people are finally out in the street because? they finally understand and are with us or because there's nothing to distract them. They have no choice, but to listen, there's no basketball, no TV, no movies. Well, I think that may be a a large part of it. Everybody's stuck at home. You got nothing to do, but watch TV and you watch the guy lynched right on TV. Yeah. Which makes me afraid. And that's why I said, we don't have that much time to get any of these reforms done because once this virus lets up and we have a vaccine and we can go to basketball games and picnics and school and football games and movies and plays. And once that's all back in play, everyone's going to be too busy. This is not important anymore. Well, that might be it, but there are people who are already too busy because they're still calling the police on us for, you know, damn near existing. So there are some people who are not distracted by that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even, I don't even really mention them or address them. There's a contingent, of course, of people who are legit, aggressively, virulently racist. But then there's also the passively aggressive uh, racist people that are just as harmful. I'm talking more about them. I feel like the passively aggressive racist people are kind of coming to Jesus themselves. They're like, oh, wait a minute. I guess since I have time to think, maybe I am doing that or I don't want to be that way. What do, what do I do? I think those people are sort of having the moment where they can sit and reflect. Well, they should follow Tim Wise or something. And I, I'm just done. I'm not really trying to educate anybody else. Yeah, I, but unfortunately, educating them is, again, part of our survival. We can't, yeah, but for how long? I, mean, I don't know. At some point, you get to retire from a job. I'm in my 50s. I'm mm. tired. Mm, true. It is. T- I mean, that's why I guess the young people are out in the street right now. Yeah, but unfortunately, I feel a lot of them are just not well equipped for this. <laughs> no, but. And can't be told anything. That would be the thing. You know, at least if you could deal with the youth and work with them and help them. But they don't want to hear anything because we didn't fix it before. I am not my ancestor. You've seen the t-shirts. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I feel like this time is a little bit different than like 2015, like 2014, 2015 Black Lives Matter uh, protests. You don't get that, that's, that feeling? Like the attitude's a little bit different about As involving elders. and I have a bad attitude about the entire thing for numerous personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Um no, I don't. I don't see a whole lot of difference. Hmm. Okay. I just think that the crowd is more varied than it was. Yeah, that that is for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the answers, so I find I'm very hesitant to tell anyone else what they should or shouldn't be doing. 
I would just say be safe. I don't know if being in the street is the best thing or helping right now or not having an agenda is the best thing or helping right now, but I don't have the answer to the alternative. So I, I don't know. Do what you got to do. That's kind of where I am. Yeah. I'm long past the time when I would do this sort of thing. My mantra for the past 10 years has been, can I write a check for that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not Everyone transitions. Yep. I'm, I write a check. Everybody has their own lane. That's what I do. Yep. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so did you hear any success stories then maybe about the shutdown STEM or shutdown academia? I can't say that I did. Um, but what does success look like? I don't know. One <laughs> day off, what does it look like? Mm. Um, I know I was able to express many of the issues that I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I got people to come back to me and ask more questions, which is not really what I wanted, mm-hmm. but at least the pretense of we are listening is there. Okay. So it's better than I've seen it before. You have the meeting and then nothing's ever said again. So you're at the stage of recognition of humanity. Okay. I'm at the stage of we heard what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh and even, is this what you meant? Now, mm. where it goes from there, I don't know. But okay. that's better than I've seen before. And this isn't <laughs> the first time, you know, was we didn't have a hashtag last time, but people are always asking you, what do you think? Uh, what can I do? What? How can I be better? You know, and I, like I said, I have a very bad attitude about this entire time, and I, I will own that. But I'm, I'm just tired. I've mm-hmm. been doing this since the 1980s. I'm tired. Mm. Let somebody else help you. Uh, Tim Wise is out there. There are like nine million books on white fragility and white racism and mm-hmm. how to be an anti-racist. I just don't feel like I have to teach everybody every time. Yeah. Uh, what, are the, what do they say on Insecure? The bar is so low, the bar is in hell. Damn. <laughs> That's been like uh, trending on Twitter. The bar is in hell. The bar is in hell. <laughs> the, I think the bar is under hell, to be honest. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, okay, so that came and went. Hopefully people had some fruitful meetings somewhere. And some colleagues are treating their black colleagues a little better or, I don't know, more mindful. I don't know. Something. Something positive. Something, something positive. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. that came out. So, but uh, in other news, uh, this relating to COVID, I saw this and I was like, "This this virus is not playing." Surgeons perform first known U.S. lung transplant for COVID nineteen. Yeah, a former COVID nineteen patient has received double lung transplant a surgery believed to be the first of its kind in the u.s since the pandemic began medical officials announced thursday a woman in her 20s who would not have survived without the transplant is in intensive care recovering from the operation i that's a lot for uh i I guess not washing your hands that one time well okay so couple things Mm -hmm. 
one, we don't know what condition this patient was in before COVID, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. if this is a person with, say, cystic fibrosis, mm. lungs might have been shot anyway. Oh, okay. And then they got COVID. See, they, they're not telling you everything because obviously they can't. Yeah. Because um, of HIPAA. We've had hundreds, uh, 100,000 people um, die, and it wasn't all because they needed lung transplants. It's actually 112 now, I believe. Okay. But, you know, the, the thing is, it's just, again, we don't know that much about this virus. However, I did. I had another I was right moment on COVID. I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I said back in April, one of these proteins is going to turn out to be a super antigen. Mm. Last Tuesday, a paper came out, says it's a super antigen. And remind us what that is again. That means that it tweaks your immune system, probably uh, turns your immune system into like 20% of your whole immune system is working on whatever this protein happens to be. So that means, you know, basically a cytokine storm, you know, mm. where so it starts attacking everything. On and yeah. And so you're you're worse off. Uh, from what your immune system is doing to you than actually what the virus is doing to you. Oof. Yeah, so it's the the thing that I can think of that maybe you might know is toxic shock syndrome. Yes, that's a super antigen reaction as well. Okay. Oh wait, so, I do see it in the article further down. Uh, the patient who has not been publicly identified was on immunosuppressant medication for a previous condition when she contracted the virus, and for that reason, sick already. Mm-hmm, perhaps for that reason, the virus devastated her lungs leaving physicians few options. She developed secondary bacterial infections that could not be controlled by antibiotics because her lungs were so badly damaged. So she just had a time. Yeah, Jesus. She, she, that's, that's like triple bad luck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, a bacterial infection secondary to a viral infection is not that unusual. Mm. And that's frequently what takes old people away. You know, like, you know, somebody who's, got ni- who's 90 years old, they get pneumonia. And you're like, oh, my God, because then when the virus is cleared, then they get a bacterial. And is that because the uh, immune system is just overworked working on the virus? And so the bacteria just has an easier it's not time the immune system. It's that your lungs are damaged by the immune system. Mm. So, I mean, it's not it's not something that happens to everybody all the time, but it's not it's not uncommon and certainly not uncommon if you're old or you're sick anyway. So, I mean, this this poor person was already sick. Mm -hmm. Again, this is this. This is what COVID does, especially if you have any underlying conditions. Jesus. (sighs) But uh, we had to have that Memorial Day weekend. Yep. And we're right on time for the 14-day countdown, I believe. Let's see. Memorial Day weekend was... Let me just pull up my calendar. Uh, Memorial Day was the 25th. So the yeah, first was... The, a, <laughs> the first was seven days. The eighth is 14 days. 15, 16, 17... Uh, Texas reports record-breaking COVID-19 hospitalization. A state reopens. Huh. Huh. Yeah. 1,935 people were admitted as hospital patients for coronavirus-related treatment. 
on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just count. Oh, and that's up from the previous record of 1888 on May 5th. Did I think we I think I titled that episode Start the Countdown didn't I? <laughs> I believe you did. <laughs> like uh Oh yeah, actually I I overcounted. This was published on the 8th exactly 14 days after Memorial Day. Exactly to the day. Uh-huh. And usually it takes a couple of days for the the health department to get their numbers right. Mm-hmm. So you should you should probably wait like 16 to 18 days. That'll give you the best numbers. And even then, it doesn't even tell you like the translation into deaths because people just don't die instantly. It, it takes right. a while. So right. we only know how many people, new people got it since then. We don't know how many people are going to die in the next month from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The department's new figures were released as Governor Greg Abbott moves forward with a plan to open bars, restaurant, amusement parks, and other businesses to 50% capacity. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So before, nothing was open and people were just wilding out at the fucking parks and pools and shit. Now they're actually going to open businesses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why people aren't taking it seriously. That's why I put these two articles together. I'm like, it's literally ripping lungs out of people. And we're just like, but I got to have that martini, though. I need my Miller Lite. (laughs) I I really think the issue is that they just don't believe it. I've been talking to people who don't work where I do, but I know through work-related stuff that people are telling them, Oh no, they're they're the hospitals are just saying that it's this many cases so they can get that extra covid money. But it's really not that many people. And so, you know, why should I be worried? I think it's just that as large as the numbers are, it's not large enough to scare a lot of people. Well, it'll never scare you if you don't believe any of the numbers. I don't know. I think I, I get this is just my impression seeing what other people say like online. Like I'm talking about the ignorant people, not the people who are like, I'm staying my ass at home. I'm talking about the ignorant people. What I'm hearing from them, no one's really doubting the existence of the virus anymore. They, I think they're treating it sort of like an earthquake. Like, I mean, it's going to, if it happens, it's going to happen, but you know, I'm not going to live my life scared of an earthquake. (laughs) That kind of thing. That would make more sense, but that's not what I'm hearing. And, and it's not online. I mean, you know, not everybody's online. Right. I agree. I, I find from, and you know, these are colleagues I have. So somebody who's in public health, who's talking to their neighbor across the fence, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. So, they literally just do not believe it. That's strange to me. I mean, even well, Fox News, Fox. even Fox News is talking about it. Fox News got off that shit about it's fake weeks ago. Well, they, and then there's also it's the black people who are getting it. I think that's what turned the tide, unfortunately. No, I'm sure of it. But my that's my that's thing, the sad part. My thing, well, but I knew it was coming, and if you listen closely. 
it's not just that only the black people are getting it, but it's our own fault. So it's mm. not that we have the jobs that make sure we have to go to work, um, which, you know, we were absolutely loving the first responders and healthcare providers until it turned out that they, they were all black. Then, mm-hmm. then we don't like them quite so much. Black, brown, but and immigrants. Also, huh? Black, brown, and immigrants. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, there's that part of it. And then there's the whole thing. I've, I've heard an awful lot of comments that get dangerously close to it's genetic. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to hear that. Okay. Instead of we make them go to work where people can sneeze on them or they're in the middle they're the type of people who are busting open people's chests so that they can be intubated. Um it, that's not the problem. The problem is, you know, it's some genetic thing. Oh, so it's eugenics. It's, Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming. It's slow, but if you know how to listen, it's coming. Huh, interesting. That, I, and so I, if you feel like it's a genetic thing that only the Negroes have, you don't worry. You're going out and having your beer. You don't care. Uh, but unfortunately, I wish I could say it's just white people going out. There are black people, too. I, I don't. I I, well, I haven't been out that much, so I can't tell you who I'm seeing. So I um, I don't go out that much, but I do drive places. Like I have to drive to the grocery store, or I'll drive to go pick up like some carry out or whatever. So I can see who's walking out out in the street and who's sitting outside these restaurants. And I'm not talking about people who are getting out of their car to go pick up some groceries. I'm talking about people who are literally sitting outside in the cafe area with like a table of four people having a beer, chopping it up. Yelling at the top of their lungs, that kind of yeah, that's um, not okay. Yeah, and it's, it is black where, people. Well, you're in Virginia, so I mean, yeah, Northern open Virginia. Here, so. Yeah, I'm in you Northern can't Virginia. Go anywhere here. Uh, I, I just don't know what it's going to take. It makes me think that if there was a, a fucking comet coming or a, an asteroid, we, no one would believe it until it literally made landfall. We can, um, we cannot I, get together to cooperate for shit. I, I think it's worse than that. Did you see Independence Day? Yes. And you see the aliens are coming, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there are people on the roof with signs welcoming them. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're going to get. You know what? No, those people are smarter. Those people at least acknowledged what the scientists were telling them, that there was a ship. <laughs> that's a good point. It wasn't like, oh, that's some bullshit. They're not real. There were people, they were just... They were a little upside down in their thinking because they're just like, oh, well, this will be fun. They believed the scientists. <laughs> that, that's, that's a good point. They, they were a little bit smarter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're like, hey, NASA said there's some aliens coming. I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> so, no, we're dumber than that. We live in idiocracy. Whoever I, thought that movie was going to turn out to be like a documentary. Mike, Mike Judge must be like, maybe I pulled something out of myself from the future and I should have just left it there. I don't Yep. <laughs> Whew. Like I, I I this is why I talk about I'm I'm really not kidding. Like if November goes a certain way, I'm really just like maybe I'll start teaching English somewhere. If I'm gonna have 
problems or racism, I'd rather do it in the tropics somewhere or get some fucking a new environment. Yeah, new racism. Yeah, I mean, just get some some new one, or maybe it's less virulent. I, I don't, you don't hear about police sitting on people's necks other places. I mean, it'll be different. I don't know. Well, that might be just because they don't have good press, but mm, true. It could be that. I have to it's do my worth research. Worth a try. It's worth a try. I got to do my research. We'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, contributing to some of the stupidity, um, Twitter realized that users don't read. It, it, <laughs> it just occurred to them. Someone at the Twitter, you know, staff meeting just said, you know what, Bob? I don't think these niggas is reading nothing. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Twitter begins asking its users to actually read articles before sharing them. Twitter announced Wednesday that it will test a new feature that will prompt users to open up a link to an article before sharing it, which appears to be a move to further combat the spread of misinformation on the platform. I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm more than okay with that, but it's just like that realization inside must have been confusing and also frightening. Like our platform is so powerful that we can make something viral and part of the you know the 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 general like body of knowledge we can literally contribute to general knowledge in the world off of some bullshit it took them long enough it's 2020 right well twitter's not that old didn't twitter twitter was created in 2008 wasn't it or 2009 yeah, well but that's still a long time yeah but how long has it been like at the level it is maybe like four or five years it was still like a niche like app for quite some time it's, where people well, just like I've been on it it wasn't a niche so i've been on it since uh 2009 maybe 2010 mm. elon made me get on it i wouldn't be on it if it hadn't been for him mm. um i don't know something we had to do because <laughs> i i really was very resistant to it for a long time because you know I'm like a professor type and I didn't figure I could do what was it 140 characters at, at the beginning exactly like I can't say what I need to say in that and uh, that was the problem but yeah I, I agree but I think um, it's been pretty important the whole time I've been on so maybe the first two or three years Maybe it didn't have the reach it has now, but it's had this reach for at least five years. Mm. Yeah, that's what I would Time think. for them to do something. Yes, I would say that. Um, some Twitter users may be subject to a prompt to click on a link if they try to retweet without reading the article first. So they actually have the, the algorithm to see. They have the data to know if you open a tweet. Before you hit that retweet or that like button, did you open the link in it? They can see that. It's going to get bots. It's going to catch bots. Uh, it's going to catch bots. I hope so. That would be the that would be the hope is that when it just like retweets retweets it's I think mm -hmm. yes, it will add like an extra click. And so that'll make it mm, it won't stop bots, but maybe they'll have no, to I didn't say stop, but it'll catch them. Yeah. English speakers on Android devices will be the first to see the tests. Uh, users will still have the ability to retweet a message without clicking the link first if they choose to tap through the prompt. So it's just it, it's supposed to, I think, this isn't like you said, to stop bots. 
but I think maybe they'll it's supposed to catch well-meaning users supposed to say hey before you put this out to your 300 followers or whatever maybe you should actually read it maybe that's enough for some people I don't know I well you know I don't know about you I still do a lot of um, Facebook with friends like my Facebook page is full of people I actually know I don't have any like unknown people on on mm -hmm. Facebook like I do on Twitter right and I'm surprised at how often they do forward something that is utter nonsense mm -hmm. just utter nonsense and they have no idea like I think they've slowed down on the COVID nonsense on me thank God um, but like even two weeks ago somebody sent me some nonsense about that the pH of the vegetables that you eat and you're going to not get COVID for that. I'm like, oh, okay. Sake, okay. Could you please just check Snopes or something before you send this? I'm like, Google first. Let me be your second call, okay? And they have no idea that it's bullshit. They just think, well, my friend sent it to me, so it must be okay. So if it... If it prompts somebody to actually look at it and read it, it might help. Like, I okay, so I, I'm trying to figure out how is it that we're built differently? Because if I were to be scrolling up my Twitter timeline or going through my Facebook feed, if I saw something that said, um, I don't know, Elderly people in Spain are turning to babies for a new source of food. As out there as that is, my first instinct is to read it, look at the source, and see if I can find it somewhere else before I share that. Unironically. I might share it ironically. I'm not going to lie. But, <laughs> but I'm saying something that wild or just something that just seems weird or just seems off. Why is it that for me, my instinct is for real. Click, huh? What are they saying over at you know the French newspapers? Huh? There it is. Okay, I guess maybe I can share it. I would argue that one, you've been educated to do that sort of thing. Two, um, you're more intellectually curious than a lot of people. Okay, maybe it is. Maybe it's curiosity. I mean, I think also it's part of it is just I don't want to be embarrassed. Like I would be embarrassed if I shared something that was just outright false. Like I would reflect poorly on me. Like I, I'm not, I'm not intelligent enough to discern reality from from fakery. Okay, so maybe it's ego. Whatever it is, I'm sure I have it too because I have to see it first. Yeah, I. But it, it, I I have seen people on my Facebook page who went to the same school as me, and they tweet out and and put on their Facebook page some crazy shit, and I'm just like, how? I don't. What happened? I don't I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, I literally had had an argument with one of my former colleagues, as in we were both faculty at the same department who was talking about that, that um, apparently Tony Fauci is responsible for COVID and, 
You know oh, that, that that YouTube thing. I don't even want to mention the name. Oh but yeah, 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 about, yeah. Well, we should all, we should look at all sides. Are you crazy? Yeah. What all sides is this? One is a lie, and one is one is the facts. Like, there's no all sides. I think okay. As I've been, I'm, I've been racking my brain. Maybe it's our understanding or of reality around us, because there are certain things on Twitter that I will share without clicking through to the article. So, for instance, if I see something that says like. Um, rain all week i might tweet that out like oh man it's gonna so much for the picnic i may not click through because that seems like a perfectly reasonable rational thing that might occur you might have rain for a week or if i see such and such show isn't being renewed next year i'd be like oh man that sucks i may not click through and read the article because that seems perfectly normal rational thing that may happen in the world i live in i trust that you know, comicbook.com or abcnews.gov would know if a show's right. not going to be there. Right, right, right. You know, right. I'm, I'm not going to click through. Whereas if something is outside of that, if something is weird or strange, like uh, yarn shortage means that sweater prices are going to go up, I might click through before I share that. I'd be like, huh, really? I wonder why. That's weird. And it's, then it's if outside they don't tell the you that the sheep have all died in a given region... You know, like all all the sh- all the sheep in Scotland are gone. No, yeah. no good Scottish wool this year. Right, the the wool crop is is shot for some weird disease yeah. or something. Yeah, they all got scabies. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Then those kind of things I click through. So maybe it's that these people have such low faith in re- institutions and the news media that anything goes. That's why they have this both sides shit. It don't, it don't matter. They're all lying. Everything's crazy. It's all weird, and I don't understand none of it. So it all, it's all equally valid. Maybe maybe that's it. That could be it, but you know that irritates me as well. Five seconds. <sighs> like I, I heard somebody somebody said something ridiculous about you know some singer I can't remember, you know some Whitney Houston thing or other. And I like the part that I just can't stand is you have a goddamn library in your hand. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, if you needed to look something up, you had to have your parents drive you to the library and look for it. You got a library in your hand and won't use it. Yeah, it but two okay. seconds to look something up. Okay, Koki, but we've we've had this discussion before. I know. I, I don't care. I, it still makes me mad. No, no. I'm, I'm, let me try something else. Imagine your library when you were a kid that your mom drove you to. Every twentieth book was full of bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Every 20th book. And 19 of them are still good? 19 of them are still good. 19 of them are still good, but you will have people who will walk out of that library with some bullshit in their head. That's what I'm saying. But not every time. If you keep going to the 1 in 20 bullshit book, something is wrong with your selection criteria. True. Okay? Like, I get it. You can make a mistake. And I'm all right with people who, oops, I didn't catch that. Oh, oops, whatever. But it's never that. They always pick up the bullshit book. I don't mm. know if the bullshit book is prettier or it's yes. got a better cover. Yes. I don't get it. But how do you keep falling into the bullshit every time? I don't know. Maybe they really like red and the bullshit books have red covers. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what is it? What is so attractive about the wrong thing? 
Mm. I, I think it has to do with worldview. I really do, now that I think about it. I think that's what it is. Our worldview, I think, is a bit more grounded and based on evidence. I think because you have a science background and, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's philosophy for me. It's more grounded in what can be demonstrated or track record or... I, I don't I don't. I don't know. I, you might be right. I mean, I think you're you're... You have a lot more patience than I do because at this point, I'm like, you're doing this on purpose. Some of them, yes, <laughs> yes, for a hundred, yes, a hundred percent. Just doing this shit on purpose. I, I like, would say there, half half of them are doing it on purpose all the time. A hundred percent, I agree. Okay, at least I half. Just, you know, like I get it. COVID was a different story. It was brand new. People were believing anything, even stuff that doesn't make sense. Mm. But anything, but. This is for I see this in things that just don't make any sense. Like, do you remember maybe 10 years ago, the email went around or the message went around. If you forward this message, Bill Gates will give you ten thousand dollars. No, I never got that. This happened five thousand times to me. And every time I would say, do you really think? Bill Gates gives a damn if you forward an email. Think hard now. Hmm. This man is is richer than God. He's going to give you $10,000 for forwarding an email. You know what? Think. You may have just hit it on the nail, the hit the nail on the head. I think for some people if there is a 0.00005% chance that Bill Gates will give me that $10,000, it's worth the click. Except for we know 80% of the time, the click will give you a virus. It's worth the virus. No, it's not. For them, you it is. You go out and buy a new computer or pay somebody, and IT people are so expensive for no reason. For them, like, it is worth it, because they're like, yeah. their computer's probably garbage anyway. <laughs> Think about it. You're on a garbage computer, you're thinking about buying a new one next month anyway. It's Bill worth. Gates, Bill who Gates doesn't know you from Adam is going to give you ten thousand dollars. What happened to the person who sent the email to you? Did is they it, get the ten thousand dollars? Well, Koki, did you ask? It, are you a hundred percent sure he won't give me ten thousand dollars? Yes, I am. A hundred percent though, or is it ninety nine point nine 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 five? Going to happen. I don't know. No, <laughs> Might be worth this click, though. Stop it. <laughs> See, it was easy. I'm I done. Maybe I'll get ten thousand. No, you. I think you hit it on the head. It's like the lottery. It really is. You paid this dollar. The chances of you getting it is one in like two hundred and some million. But it was worth the dollar. But here's the thing. When you pay the lottery, you don't bother anybody else. When you send that bullshit email to me, you have not bothered me. <laughs> now we get to the crux of it. They're they're just bothering you. <laughs> you don't care how dumb they are. <laughs> uh, not in the context of my regular life. No, you can be dumb. Just don't do it on my time. Oh, that's why you have it on your Twitter. Do not dumb here. This is not a dumb area. <laughs> you gave me that picture, so don't say nothing to me. You I love that picture. I love that picture. <laughs> it was because I think it was on a library. I think it was on the 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 front window of a library. I think it was. <laughs> Look at it. Look at the picture. I think it's the door to a library. Do not dumb here. This is not a dumb area. <laughs>
I actually think it was supposed to be dump. Yes. But it's still funny to me. <laughs> just, no. Uh. Not dump here. No, I just, I can't. And it, my time is valuable. Like, mm. I don't know what you have, what everybody else has going on, but I don't have time for bullshit. My father is sick. I can't go home. Mm. I hate my job. Like, I got stuff going on. Yeah. And for you to just send me nonsense. And then I had my, I guess, I don't know what relationship this is. His, his godmother was my grandmother. Like, he's definitely part of the family, but I don't, okay. there's no word for that. No, there's no blood relation for that. That'd be your, no, it's your not god cousin. There's no word for it. Like, <laughs> no, be like your great, my, go- your, your god grandson, your god grand cousin. Yeah, there's, there's no word for that. Like, yeah. You have God sisters and God brothers. That works. You know, God mother, God father. But there's no word for what we have. So I, I have this long, it must be a thousand posts by now on COVID. And pe- um, people are allowed to ask me questions in that thread. Mm-hmm. I don't want it all over my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So then he starts sending me emails about stuff. Like, we already discussed this. Go back to the page. I'm not doing this with you twice. What kind of things is he sending you or asking you? Well, people is it like normal shit like will i get it if i sneeze on the toilet or something or no i don't i don't give a hard time for questions like that like if one more person asks me is it airborne no viruses <laughs> do not fly uh, <laughs> Jesus. this is why you need a real scientist who talks to people on on uh tv because the science journalists are often not scientists and they come up with some crazy stuff like my least favorite is Superbug. I will kill somebody. I've made everybody in my department stop saying that. I'm like, it's not a Superbug. It's just resistant. And it, I, doesn't sw- it doesn't swing Thor's hammer. It's just a bacteria. Or does it? But I think airborne is a confusing term for a lot of people because they're like, droplets are in the air, therefore it's airborne. Yeah, no. Therefore right. it is not. But, no. no, those questions are good. These are the questions about... You know, first the there's the anti-vax lady who has the the um, YouTube video. I've explained that five times. I'm not doing it again. Mm-hmm. Or if you eat these alkaline foods, it's going to save you from the virus. First of all, all the pHs are wrong for the whole thing. Like there's some lemon, and they say the pH is 22. Oh, well, being that pH only goes to 14, how the fuck is that going to happen? I my immediate thought is that lemon's going to burn through the floor. Uh, yeah, 22. <laughs> Even though we know that citrus is full of citric what? Acid. Acid. Mm-hmm. So how can the pH be 22? Maybe they left off the negative? It can't, there's no negative. <laughs> Shut up! You're not helping! <laughs> I'm just saying you have to think, you, you have to learn to think like the plebes, babe. You have to learn to think like everyone no, else who, has, who doesn't have a fact, PhD. There's a reason why I am trained not to think that way, because if the blind leads the blind, they all wind up in the ditch. Oh, no, I'm not saying you you believe it. You have to learn to think like them. You got you to gotta be able to flip like like code switching. You have to be able to code switch. No, you got to be able to put on your science hat or your science coat and then be able to put on your dunce cap. You got to be able to do uh, both. No, 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 <laughs> no. Otherwise, why come to me? No. <laughs> Shit, No. I, get, I think people really are just using it as a clearinghouse. 
they yeah, they, I'm, I'm they want to find their own sources. They want to do their own thing. They don't want to believe what they already know. And they're like, well, maybe this will work. And let me ask Koki. Maybe this will work. Let me ask Koki. No. Oh, this is new. That sounds interesting. Maybe this will work. Let me ask Koki. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> mm. I'm telling you, I got a bad attitude. It's not working. Yeah. So well, I think, you know, they've gotten better on, on the mainstream media so that I'm, I'm not getting crazy questions like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Much. Yeah, we'll we'll see. When the, once the vaccine comes out, you're gonna have a whole other slew of shit to talk talk through. Well, and explain. I, let's just put it this way: I'm not holding my breath for that vaccine. What you mean? I thought it was coming out next year, like in vaccine April. I mean, not June or June or July next year, right? Yeah, nobody knows that. I mean, that's just what they're estimating. That's what. No, no, that is even not what they're estimating. What Tony Fauci said is we have stuff in phase one and phase two. If everything is perfect, we might have a candidate next year, which can be stepped up. So Mm -hmm. what they're doing now in anticipation is to get the vaccine companies ready to prepare large doses of it if it works. Mm. But we're nowhere near knowing if it works. We're not even certain that from a natural infection, you are protected for a second reinfection from COVID-19. We don't even know that yet. So if it's the case that you're not protected, let's say that you aren't protected if you've had it before, is a vaccine useless? It's probably not useless, but it's going to mean that you got to get boosters. It's going to be like the flu vaccine. You better get it every year. Okay. So should they... So, random question. Do you think maybe they should be working harder on a treatment then, rather than a vaccine? They are working on a treatment. They're working on everything. Okay. I wish you would see how much... How many resources have been thrown at COVID-19. Hmm. They're working on drugs. They're working on antibodies they're work they're trying to figure out where the vac where the virus hits the cell so maybe they can knock it out of you like i'm not kidding anything that has anything to do with covid 19 it's getting published and it's getting funded so it's not like they're not working it's just like science isn't instant Mm -hmm. this is not microwaves you know yeah and unfortunately people just don't get it they just you know well why isn't it working right now but let's put it this way. I have been in, a, in the same meeting with Tony Fauci since 2011, every year, every February. Every February, he talks about universal influenza vaccine. They're going to get a vaccine that is from part of the virus that you're only going to have to get one shot. It's 2020, and that vaccine is not out yet. And we have a 100-year head start on influenza. But somehow we're going to have COVID, a virus that we just found in December of 2019. We're going to have a vaccine for that by the end of the year because the president says, I like that time frame better. So it sounds like what we'd have to do is shut the country down again for a good three weeks. Have everyone actually, you know, follow through with that and then just actually trace any future infections like we would. Like we should have done from the beginning, basically. 
Well, we should have, but we didn't have the personnel. So, I mean. Mm. But it sounds nope. like that's the only way to get things, quote unquote, back to normal I don't, within the well, next I, year. No, I don't. I, I can't say that because I'm not an epidemiologist and that's a little outside of what I know well. Mm. Um, I would argue that the masking, the social distancing, and more importantly, the actual hand hygiene and wash your ass from time to time, which clearly Americans are not good at since we figured out nobody washes their legs. They don't wash anything but their hair and everything drips down and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it. And they don't put on no lotion. And uh, We got issues already. So I think if we continue to at least mask, glove, stay at a distance, we can, we're not going to stop it, but I think we can manage it. But yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath for that vaccine for 2022 Jeez. at the earliest. Well, I'm not so much worried about when we're going to get the vaccine. I know that's coming. I'm more concerned about when can we go to a play again? Oh, I think that's going to happen much sooner than than when we have the vaccine. But it's going to be different. You're going to have to have, you know, two seats between you and, Mm. you know, show up with with your can of Lysol. You know, you're just going to have to be really clean. So we're going to have to cooperate as a community and just be more understanding and flexible. And oh, Jesus, that's never going to work, is it? No, no, you (laughs) As you were saying it, I was like, are you serious? Or were you, I thought you were going to start laughing. <laughs> are you serious? That's just never, yeah, it's not going to No, work. it's never going to happen. So that's why I'm like, either a vaccine or we're going to have to shut it down and try again. <laughs> I mean, I would I'm just like, I just wanted to watch the NBA finals, but that's not going to happen for three years. <laughs> no, that might happen, but mm. you won't be able to watch them from courtside. You just have to watch them on TV. No, My dad I mean I can... is so mad that there's no sports. Like he's that was that's his life. He had like 27 ESPN channels, mm-hmm. and the only thing I could find on one of the ESPNs is cornhole. Oh my god! It was a no. Seriously, it was a quarterfinal. No, I saw it. I've seen it before. I, I first of all, I didn't know what cornhole was. We call that beanbag toss. I never heard of cornhole. Uh, I have I heard of cornhole, and it was not in that context. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It wasn't that. Mm. That wasn't really the word I knew. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they have competitive beanbag toss, and that's what's on ESPN. I haven't tuned to ESPN in months. I'm scared to. Because you'll find cornhole. You know, they struggling over there. They yeah, are they struggling. Are. Like. They have the Korean baseball and my dad won't watch it because he's like, it's in Korea. I'm like, it's the same game, though. It, it is the same game, which goes to show you it's not about the game, is it? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, not He's not alone. That, that's a lot of people. Well, he won't watch it because he doesn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Because they're all Koreans. I'm like, mm-hmm. what difference does it make? Exactly. Just watch the ball. <laughs> nope. It's not about the the purity of the sport because if it were, he would watch it, yeah, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my, I, I'm fine with watching the NBA Finals on TV. I'm thinking, how are you going to have a game if basketball where you can't touch anybody? I don't think... No, you can't play sports when you don't touch anybody. Mm-hmm. Just go wash! But we don't and know where they've together. been. 
No, but and not together. That's gonna be that's gonna be the change. No, no, I'm talking about when. Okay, so everyone's at home, right? They're all gonna go to the gym. They're gonna get showered, cleaned, and they're gonna wash their hands and they're gonna play ball and then they're gonna do the same thing before they leave, right? Right. So that's the safe way to do it. My thing is, what if someone actually has gotten it before they got there? Now you have droplets and sweat. They're still calling out plays. Because yeah. we don't know where their family's been. The family isn't sequestered. The family still goes and does whatever they do, touch whatever they do. Maybe they wash their hands. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I would argue that there is a very small period of time in which you can shed virus and not know you're infected. That mm. portion of time is the only dangerous point. Okay. So if they test everybody, which, you know, nobody wants to stick up their nose, but it's going to happen. To play basketball. <laughs> to make millions of dollars playing basketball. Yeah. I don't know. If they, if they doubled my salary, I would take a test every day going to work. Hmm. You know. Think because... about it. If you got double your salary, they could stick a swab up your nose. <sighs> yes, they could. But <laughs> you're not going to get sick of that after three weeks. Four weeks. After four weeks, you had two ten checks. months. You, after four weeks, you've had two checks. You might be inspired. Uh, I know. I don't know myself that well. I don't know. I, my my thinking about human nature is that the first few times, for sure, after a while, you're gonna get sick of it because you're when gonna you be. See, when you see your student loan balance going down, I'm feeling like you're gonna be okay. I would push through, but then at some point, be like. Money's not that important. <laughs> yeah, but when the balance gets low enough, True. it's not going to happen the first week, that's for sure. It's just like Winston Churchill said, everyone has their price. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're all whores. We're all whores, it's just we're all negotiating the price. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, in a little bit of, you know, more lighthearted news, have you uh, watched, did you watch Tiger King? Hmm? Have you watched Tiger King? I have not. I tried the first the first episode because everybody was talking about it and I had fear of missing out. And I couldn't get through it. They're just so trashy. I couldn't <sighs> do it. How far did you get? Just the first episode. You haven't watched a second episode? No. I could not get through the first. I was like this is ridiculous. Okay, so the thing is you've missed most of the story. Yeah, I know. Because and in, I, I, I let me. Okay. I, <laughs> no, no, but this is the thing. See, I remember the first episode. So you watch the first episode, you just think that the whole thing is about this Joe Exotic guy who just has this zoo of animals, and no, this lady won't well, leave him alone. I exist in the world, I've heard everybody talking about it. Somebody killed her husband. Like I know all the rest of the stuff. I just couldn't watch it. Did you hear about the zoo worker at Joe's Zoo? Who, Which one? well, the one who she was feeding the cat or the animal or what have you, and it took off her arm. Uh, she, yes. She went to the hospital. They said, um, we can replace your arm. It's going to cost this much. And she said, no, for the good of the zoo and the animals, I'm going to say no. What? You heard me. What? You, you heard me. I think they had her arm in a baggie. They were ready to reattach it. 
and she didn't want the cost to like endanger the zoo or the animals. So and she loves animals more than even her own self. I'm not even there yet. She's got her own issues. My thing was when I watch the rest of the series and I see how much money this nigga's burning through doing mm-hmm. nonsense and shenanigans and tomfoolery and you couldn't put her arm back on, I was furious the rest of the series. Mm. I that that had me furious. I'm like I just don't understand for the good of the animals? How did you watch the whole thing? You are I was, not a reality show guy. What happened? I was forced to. I, I was compelled to watch the series and I just progressively got first of all I started to think are is in order to have a zoo, do you have to have a sex cult? Is that like part of it? Is that a prerequisite? Because every dude had a background of abusing someone or taking in some runaway or getting like a, a, a harem of women. It, the shit is wild. It's I, I, I would I think as just as a study of places that we don't live, I, I think it's worth a watch just to like understand what's going on in other places. Because I've lived in a city my entire life. I don't know nothing about that life, but it was eye opening. I have not lived in the city my entire life, and I've been to petting zoos. There was one not too far away. Like, so I know what these private zoos are like. Were there tigers? Uh, no, it was a petting zoo. <laughs> you don't pet a tiger. <laughs> oh, ti- Joe Exotic says to the contrary, madame. You do, in fact, pet tigers no, and wolves pet- and lions. Petting zoos are for children. You do not stick a child's arm somewhere with a tiger. Oh, contrary. They have goats. <laughs> and sheep mm. and donkeys you know petting zoo animals i feel like but i just feel like i i'm not much for for reality tv anyway like i hear i see people talking about this show and that show and i'm like i don't know who any of i don't i don't get none of this the only show that i watch willfully reality show is 90 day fiance yeah i've never seen that it is the it is gourmet watching ignorant people make bad decisions that's all it is it's just watching people who don't know nothing constantly just walk off a cliff like lemmings see i don't understand that it's why why is i the reason why it works for me is because no one is compelling them to do these things. They were going to do them regardless. You're just watching. Whereas when I watch other reality shows like, um, what do you call it? The Bachelor or um, uh, Basketball Wives. I feel like a lot of those people would not be doing what they're doing, but for they're on TV. These people would probably be doing these things anyway. You're just you're just watching. I don't know it, but well, first of all, I do know it. People do do these kinds of things all the time. They do, in fact, get their fiance from abroad and meet them once or twice and then try to get them a visa to come to the U.S. That happens all the time. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're just watching it from the inside and listening to their thought process. And it's fascinating. No, no, no. Okay. I would recommend it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I 
start with season four. Yeah, the only the no, <laughs> the only I think I've watched two reality TV shows. I watched Me and Bobby Brown because Whitney was a train wreck, mm-hmm. and occasionally I will turn into uh, Chris Lee knows best because those people are so southern they are almost black. Who's Chris Lee? No, Crisley. That's who's? one word. The last name, the guy's name, I, I think his name is Todd Crisley. Oh, who's and they, that? They live in the South and they have kids and the stuff that the conversations that they have are just too funny for me. Hmm. That's the best I can do. And I, I haven't seen it in like four years, but I really did enjoy it. Hmm. He's some sort of designer or something and his kids work in the business or they did and the mother lived nearby and so they got granny coming to the house all the time and then they couldn't get their kid their youngest kid out of the bed and then the oldest kid had had a baby with this black lady and so now they have a little beige baby in the house and she's just as crazy as the rest of them except for her hair looks a wreck like it's just so you do watch reality tv yeah, like two years ago, I watched this. Show. Oh, okay. That's it. That's the like that is it. And I know there must be like seven hundred reality shows. I've never seen any of them. Oh no, there's thousands, but I only watched that one because a lot of them they just seem fake and they seem scripted. And I'm like, if I'm gonna watch scripted TV, I'll just watch scripted TV. You know yeah, what I mean? I just, so I I know about it because you know people are always talking about the stuff on Twitter and all that. And like, so I sort of have a halfway idea of what's going on, okay. but I don't watch. Any of them. Yeah. So I was going to read through this Tampa Bay times article, but then they, they played themselves. Cause they're just like, you've read, read one article from our newspaper. Now you owe us money. So I'm like, okay, so I won't be going to wait. The- I, can, I got it. Oh, you have it. Uh huh. Um, but I'm not sure what, what you want to, I was just going to mention how horribly they're treating the animals. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So apparently photographs and videos obtained by the Mississippi Center for Investigative Reporting shows neglect at the Greater Wynwood Exotic Animal Memorial Park in Oklahoma. In one video, blood-sucking black flies attack a lioness with a partly missing ear (gasps) that may have been wounded by other cats. Mm -hmm. Um, the Oklahoma Tax Commission is moving to shut down the zoo, demanding $54,000 in back taxes for 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Exotic came crashing into America's psyche in March in Netflix's wildly popular Tiger King documentary, which showed the war between him and Carol Baskin, CEO of the Big Cat Rescue in Tampa. He's now serving 22 years in federal prison in a murder-for-hire plot to kill Baskin, as well as 17 counts of animal abuse, which included shooting five tigers. What the hell? I, I told you to watch the show. Um, apparently, Baskin has become the most hated woman on the Internet uh, because the show's suggestion that she had something to do with the 1997 disappearance of her then-husband, Don Lewis. And... Uh, just for you, because everyone who's watched the show already knows this, but um, the guy that she murdered, Don Lewis, her husband, uh, he found her on the side of the road when she was 17 uh, and quote unquote took her in 
and then they had a sexual relationship and then they eventually married he was 50 at the time i believe oh my god okay so all this hate for carol baskins i'm like mm, um you know what <laughs> i'm just gonna let let sleeping dogs lie she probably shouldn't have killed him though she could have just left him i don't know her life i don't know how he was treating her anyway mm. she's apparently they toured the zoo and it smelled like death. Mm-hmm. The tigers had flies covering them. There was raw chicken left exposed, resulting in flies covering the meat and the cats refusing to consume it. Yeah, I wouldn't eat chicken with flies on it either. Mm-hmm. Another video shows pot-bellied pigs grazing in cages, trying to eat a mist. Scattered tires, wood, lumber, and plastic, which can be dangerous for the pigs. An adjacent cage holds a bobcat, which appears too small under the Animal Welfare Act. Mm-hmm. Um, other videos show a grizzly bear missing a huge swath of fur, dashing around her cage, having nothing for enrichment other than an old tire tossed into her cage. The bear urinating and having loose stools appears to be in horrific condition. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I, I kind of wish I had rewatched a portion of the, the show again just to get my facts straight, but... If I recall correctly, people were paying hundreds of dollars to tour the zoo. Wow. Per person. Hundreds of dollars. So they have, let's see, a hyacinth macaw parrot was brutally killed after a wolf got it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, rare exotic squirrels are sharing an enclosure an, an enclosure with pigeons, and they are, have been seen consuming chunks of bird feces and large open sores on their chest. What the hell? Yep. The reptile house has improper sanitation and molded rotten food left in dishes. Okay. Yep. And this is the guy everybody loved back in March. I, I told you, like, I hated everyone on that show. There was not a single redeemable person on an entire television show. I thought they were all awful. But that's just me. Okay. So they were awful people, but they were still famous. Yes. And that's how, that's what, what you learn about America. <laughs> that's, how, that's what I learned about America. And, uh, yeah, so that brings us to the end of another joyful show with the uh, Molecules and Shit crew. Yeah, I like the animal stories better when they're kicking our ass. Yeah. I mean, now, doesn't it make sense now why we cheer them on in the, all the other stories? Because uh-huh. I know some people were just like, that's so cruel. He got bit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool story, bro. Um, but anyway. Did you see the bear that stole the car? Well, he didn't steal the car. Oh, he tried to? Yes. And the people were screaming at him? Oh, my God. Yes. He was like, what in the... What in the poltergeist? It's like, what in the poltergeist? (laughs) (laughs) This haunted-ass car? All right, I'm out. I was like, he tried to get a BMW. At least he has good taste. Yeah, he's like, and I'm out. Yeah, next time we have to try to have one of those stories. Yes, next time we're going to, we'll, we'll, as an ode to, to better days and better times, we're going to go back to uh, catch, catch, these, these catch These Claws, Catch These Paws 2020. <laughs> yes. 
It'll probably be about the Hornets. I don't know what happened to them. I hope they're still not out there, but who knows? Well, the mosquitoes started giving us eastern equine encephalitis, so we forgot about the hornets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cicadas are coming. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Locust in Africa. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yes, this is fantastic. What plague is this? What plague are we on? Before Hmm. Pharaoh lets us go. What plague is this? I don't want to know what kind of frogs are going to come out the sky. They'll probably Sorry. be mutated frogs from the poor water quality, but, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, see you next time, man. Yeah, where can the people find you? you always find me at Koki Talks Trash. I'm talking lots of trash these days. I think we're all talking trash. Everyone's sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at uh, pfunkinaround. Uh, if I do post an article, please feel free to click through and actually read it before you retweet it. Since apparently y'all not doing that, but yeah, and you can always follow the show uh, at you know molecules capital U K N O W molecules. But uh, that's all for us this week. Uh, hoping there's a next week. Hope so. See y'all next time. <laughs>